Hey everybody and welcome to Left in the Basement. I'm Dylan. I'm Blaine. And I'm Ed. And today we're just doing a little bit of a housekeeping. Um, we don't have an interview lined up, but we just wanted to keep everybody in the loop as to what is to come, uh, some more structural things that are happening with the show, and do a little bit of publicity, I suppose. So Blaine, why don't you tell them about the website that's coming out? Yeah, so uh, I'm excited to announce that the website is almost completely ready for launch. You can go to leftinthebasement.com now and see a coming soon page in the next week or so. Uh, we'll have it all set up. And we got a lot of really cool stuff planned, including we're going to have uh, a post for each one of our episodes with a transcript of the audio. So you can read that. And we're also going to have a feature that you can easily go and find out how to donate and support the ongoing production of this show. And it's basically going to be a platform for whatever other web presence we decide to do in the future. Yeah, and and we hope to have a like a topic submission or uh, like a like a contact us sort of page, like a, mm-hmm. like a form you can just fill out with your email, contact info, and uh, just submit some questions or or even some feedback for the episodes. Yeah, yeah, or topic ideas or whatever. We we really would love to start engaging with our audience some more, and that'll help with that a lot. Mm-hmm. So Ed, can you tell them about our I guess it's a new segment. Is that what it would be? We sort of yeah. tried something earlier. It didn't really have a the feel we concrete, wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't really have a concrete direction, but we finally hashed it out, and uh, everything seems to be good to go. So, uh, Ed, if you want to talk about our schedule and sort of the format of the uh, next few weeks we have. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we're coming out with a, well, revisited version of the What in the Hell is Going On segment. Uh, it's going to be what the hell is blank, essentially. Uh, so we've got what the hell is housing coming up is going to be our first one here in a few weeks. And we're going to talk about kind of the housing crisis that we've got going on that sort of got stirred up real bad like a hornet's nest by COVID mm. uh, and how it's really hard for millennials and first-time home uh, owners or potential homeowners to buy houses. Along with that, uh, we've got the Marcus Flowers interview coming up soon. Uh, next week. Yeah, we're really excited to get that recorded so that we can, um, you know, get that published and sent out there. And hopefully we can absolutely curb stomp Marjorie Taylor Greene in the polling. Oh, yeah. That's what we're looking forward to. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for these more kind of roundtable conversations we're going to be interspersing in between our interviews. So the plan is to have an interview every two weeks and uh, these conversations in the weeks in between. So we're still going to be planning on putting out an episode every week with those kind of alternating topics about that. And it's going to be really cool to, I think, hit on something that is kind of an overarching issue that we all have to deal with, but also talking about how it affects, you know, me personally and Ed as well and Dylan as, you know, we just try to live our lives as young people in this day and age. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to talk about the housing crisis because I am looking to buy a house in the next year or so. Mm-hmm. And the more I read about it, the more I don't want to do that. So, <laughs> yeah, or, or not that I don't want to, but it just doesn't seem possible. Yeah, um, I mean, I definitely don't advise it currently. Um, yeah. We're looking at something that uh, some people have described as what 2008 uh, could have been, mm. meaning essentially like mm. if the Wall Street didn't get bailed out and how bad that financial, I guess, disaster was. But <laughs> can't wait for socialism to save the day again. Uh, right, right. Can't wait for left leaning Cor- people. socialism. To, oh, yeah. no. Didn't you mean uh, the Russian government, oligarchy all around? 
that's what we're going to be getting to here um if things don't change i fear um well let's see what else uh, i don't know i guess we could talk about the few guests that are coming up other than marcus flowers so marcus flowers is marjorie taylor green's what it seems to be front-running opponent from the uh, Democratic side. Uh, he was recently kicked out of a Marjorie Taylor Greene rally because he was yeah, perceived as, quote, crazy. a threat. Yeah, it's pretty mm -hmm. nuts. Mm -hmm. um, How do you get perceived as a threat for being opposition? Like, as far as, like... Well, he's also black. <laughs> oh, okay, never mind. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I mean, he's in, a, he's in an America First rally in Dalton, Georgia, mm -hmm. running as a Democrat against... What I, psychopath. what I thought was really interesting about that video you showed us was how he referred, the bouncer guy or whatever, the security person, referred to it as Marjorie's party, mm -hmm. which which is scary. Which Matt Gates me. was there, too. I didn't know that until recently. Matt Gates, yeah. Especially with them coming out with the, um, what was that proposition about uh, keeping up with Anglo-Saxon traditions or, or something it? similar? Yeah, that's said the, that? yeah, the America First Caucus that she wants to start. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. What? Um, yeah. Anglo-Saxon politics, I think is what she said. What? Yeah, so, um, you know. That's alarming. Marcus Flowers comes <laughs> up there. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, uh-oh, that's not an Anglo-Sax. We got to well, get him out of here. Catapult. Well, isn't it just so deliciously ironic that she was doing that America First rally with Matt Gates, and she is a known, like, she's who put QAnon in the mainstream map, you know? Like, she's one of the people who was openly supporting QAnon, who is apparently based on anti-child sex trafficking, and Matt Gates is currently under federal investigation for child sex trafficking, like... And he is the pedophile. Like, in a literal sense, like the report, the alleged reporting is that he actually trafficked yes. someone who was underage. Didn't just have who sex, he had with, her, sex like, with right. Paid her to come across state lines. Like right. he, you know, probably used Venmo or some stupid shit like that. He was, you know, used an emoji, like <laughs> put uh, a bus on it. Oh, <laughs> uh, right, right. It's, it's hard to grapple with those sorts of facts. It's always the Republicans. It's immaculate. Like that one who had a relationship with like a 14 year old girl or something you see oh, that yeah 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 that report that came out about that uh wasn't it a congressperson or was it a senator i don't know it doesn't which matter. one you know uh, <laughs> uh, yeah you're right well mm. the point which is which senator is, had sex with a teenager today let's well, see so what happened was is he was 19 she was 14 and he got her pregnant and decided to marry her later on and then That'll for some reason oh yeah yeah they divorced later on after that and then he's like some kind of like distanced father, like, oh, well, he didn't grow up how I really hoped he would. He he isn't necessarily how I I envisioned my son to be like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, I'd imagine that if you had a kid at 19, but you still found your way into a position of literal political power, right. uh, any amount of children that you have at that point afterwards 19 is... 19 and 14. That's yeah. like my like going into sophomore year of college and I were dating a freshman in high school that's yeah. what it would be like yeah can you can you try to just imagine that for a minute oh my we'll god try. we don't necessarily have to imagine yeah. it, it happened I know but I'm saying like you personally doing that that's like repulsive well yeah I guess it's hard to imagine something that's so like blatantly <laughs> wrong god and that's well, why he's a libertarian probably so you just get rid of that age of consent you know she said yes, so that's all I need. 
I mean, if you're libertarian enough, or at least right-leaning libertarian, (laughs) you just buy the consent. Right. Well, what what are some of these other guests we can touch on briefly? We got Real Republican coming up. Yes. Talk a bit about that. Yeah. So Real Republican, I actually went on his podcast uh, about a month or two ago. Right. And we talked about my hometown, which is Marjorie Taylor Greene's district, and some of the appeals of characters like her both on the left and the right. Mostly on the right from my perspective. I could understand where he's coming from a little bit about the appeal of some really like left-wing populist figures, but for the most part we, we hit on uh, you know right-wing fascism. I mean, uh, but he has, his, his podcast is called The Moving Forward Podcast. Uh, he's a big Andrew Yang fan. Mm-hmm. He was a registered, yeah, he was a registered Republican. Now he's a registered Democrat. He did vote for Don, uh, he did vote for Joe Biden as a former Republican, and he really likes Andrew Yang. So it's going to be interesting to talk to or to finally talk to a Republican who doesn't like Trump. Hmm. That's interesting. Right. So essentially, uh, we're we're talking to someone who would uh, I would imagine identify as someone who's reasonable and cares about the the probably socially conservative ideas maybe not the socially batshit insane ideas right the guest after that we think i think we're gonna have one of your friends on blaine right mm-hmm. yeah dj anti-venom uh he's been a good friend of mine for a number of years he does obviously electronic music production um and i think his occupation currently though is he's working at a research facility um gathering statistics on uh covid cases so I think we'll have a lot to talk about, both regarding the pandemic and how that's gone down, and also uh, touching on what it's like to be an artist, specifically a musician, um, in 2021. Yeah, yeah, that, that'll be really good. I actually don't think I'll be able to make it to that interview, so Ed might be the one who's taking it on with you. I wish I could be here because you know, my degree is in music, right? And right. It, it would be really cool. Maybe you could phone me in. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but well, the middle of the call, just. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Uh, the last one that I have lined up here is a gentleman by the name of Chris Richards. Chris Richards, I found him on Twitter, and to give you an idea, his uh, Twitter bio says hashtag class war, not cold war, hmm. and his uh, tag or handle is eclectic radical. So we're going to be talking to a big old radical lefty oh. um, as opposed to, you know, some Trump people we've talked to. We're talking to moderate who, yeah, a couple you know, of different liberals. Yeah, we're, we're, we're trying to get it all over the political spectrum. And then we're trying to sprinkle in some that's not so political, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want to sit here and talk about politics all the time. You know, we do say Movie politics reviews. and philosophy. Oh, that's true. With well. people, so. Yeah, and it's, all, and it's all intersectional, I think. And even beyond that, we've got a lot of plans for, you know, some more, I guess, less serious media sort of things we're going to do. We'd love to talk about some movies with you guys and specifically how that relates to uh, how we live our lives. But those kinds of things we're going to have to keep in our back pocket for right now. But we just want to give you guys kind of a taste of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's all I have. I'm Dylan. I'm Blaine. And I'm Ed. And this has been Left in the Basement. Until next time. 